T minus seven days until the midterm election. Oh, and this is live. It will be six, bitch. Yes. Six days. Today, seven. Hey, (laughs) I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're back. It's He Said, He Said. Well, I mean, where else will we be? It's... It's a Tuesday night. It's a Tuesday night. We're actually in Seattle, so... Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here. Yeah, of course. We've been in another place. <laughs> this alcohol is extra spicy to this evening. Oh, okay. It's going down not so smooth. It's going down. Meet me in the club. Is that the song? It's mm-hmm. going down. <laughs> Meet me in the club. It's going down. Yes. Yes. It's uh-huh. going down. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I could real. see you doing that in, in my head. Uh-huh. Well, Ray, <laughs> how was your week? My week was good. Wait, what did we do this past week? Oh, you um, may or may not have had a birthday. Birthday. I did. I had yeah. a I celebrated my birthday. Yeah, so you know that that made the week, you know, good. Oh one of the it. highlights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so but funny. wait, what else did we do this week? Wait, I'm trying to think. Like this question stumps me every week, which every is really week, funny. And it's probably the most uh, But I think it's just because of we have them. so much going on that Speak for yourself. Because I like am gathered. A blur, okay? You know? So we celebrated your birthday. We celebrated a friend's birthday over the weekend. Both of those um we celebrate another friend's birthday on Friday. Yes, and both of the birthday celebrations. This past weekend, we're actually pretty low-key. Yeah. Which well, for you is not normal. Well, first of all, getting drunk at the club is not low-key. So let's I mean, not be known. It, it, it's low-key for a birthday because, I mean, it's like something that you, you know, that we could do on any, you know, like Saturday night. So it's not like we didn't do anything like out of the ordinary, even though mm-hmm. we don't club that much. But, you know. Speak for y'all set. Yeah, it was it was it was low-key. I think it was low-key. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> What is so funny today? That sounded so fake. What was that? <laughs> no shade. Yeah, all shade. Yeah. But how was your week? My week was really amazing. Um, you know, there were there were some moments where I was questioning the direction it was going. Um, but I am blessed and highly favored. <laughs> Friday was great. What I, moments were those? Um, you know the moments, oh. bitch. Uh, and then Friday was great. We had dinner with um, friends. And then... We went out with a bigger group of friends. This year for my birthday, I just wanted to, like, as you mentioned, right, I didn't want it to be the most. Like, I wanted to do the most, but not be the most, uh, if that makes sense. That's kind of like your life. Oh, that's rich coming from you. Um, <laughs> you are just, you are wealthy with it this evening. Um, okay, you are rich, bitch. Uh, very rich. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, I see you. We see each other. Bitch, go on. How was your uh, week? So, yeah. Oh, you thought wish. it was derailed, but then. That it was great. Saturday night, yeah. Friday was great. And then Saturday night, we were supposed to do something, um, go out. But then a friend invited us over. And we celebrated their, uh, another friend's birthday, like low key. Drinking. Oh, right, because that low key turned into even lower key. Yes. Um, and we just did like a real grown and sexy like okay. birthday celebration. Okay. Because sometimes, because we also, truth be told, um, we were all hungover. several of us were hungover from the night before. But um, yeah, because we did, like I said, we did the most, but we weren't the most. And that's the thing. I feel like you know, when you get older, you start to. Um, you know, really sit into or um, oh, come to grips with, you know, what it is that you want to do on your birthday as opposed to what you think 
you should do mm-hmm. based on what everyone else thinks you should do for and your I birthday. And I have to say, like, my post on Instagram this week definitely was the truth. It said, um, <laughs> okay. you know, realizing life isn't about how much or how many. It's about where and what you focus on. Like you should have saved that for your happy ending. No, because my happy ending is even better than that. Okay, great. So, like, that to me was like, and that, those were my words. That wasn't a quote. So, <laughs> put that on your notes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that will be so much so powerful. It's like, you know, yeah, my like, quote this week is mine. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it was a good week. I'm happy. I'm happy that it's Tuesday. It's the week halfway over. This week has been a blur um, with in the office. But here I am. Here we are. Yes, ma'am. Let's get into it. We have some things that we need to get off our chest. Yes, and some yes, shade yes. We need for to throw. sure. And some stuff. Some one thing at least that's like hot off the press. Like, like so hot, bitch. Like today, it's so hot. It's halitosis. So okay. we'll start then with Miss um, Kanye. Kanye. Kanye Mass. Mass. So one second, I'm gonna sip some alcohol. Oh, okay. Let me fill this mm. dead air. Okay. So, ooh, bitch. <laughs> Let's get started. Um, so Kanye West was in the news for like the 18th day, 19th day in a row. Um, and he was initially in the news over the weekend that he had donated $73,000 to Chicago, Chicago mayoral candidate Amara Inya. We'll say that. I know. E-N-Y-I-A. I'm still trying to kind of like wrap my mind around how you pronounce that. Uh, this is a progressive candidate. Um, forty. He's forty-one, and he donated this money. It was seventy-three thousand five hundred and forty-one dollars to be exact, and that was the exact amount she needed to pay a fine she received for not filing um, campaign finance reports during her abbreviated twenty fifteen um, run. So Chance the Rapper came out and um, also has supported her. Um, in her run. Which um, is the only way Kanye would even know who she is, I'm sure. Because, you know, Kanye is about as lost. <laughs> he is about as lost as a kid in a mall that his parents <laughs> forgot where he was. And the Amber Alert happened. Um, <laughs> like fucking Kevin from Home Alone. <laughs> oh, bitch. He probably lost. He's more lost than that, bitch. Um, he, yeah, he'd be talking to, I don't even know, child, to plants. Um, so... Funny story, I think it was the 23rd, so it was like last week, or 24th, there was a rally that both him, Chance, and Kanye were at. They were at the event, but then neither of them spoke. Um, Why I think it's interesting that he donated this money is that the mayoral candidate, um, Amara, has come out and said that she definitely has had conversations with Kanye regarding her stance and, and protests against Trump. Um... And that they've had some pretty serious conversations and that she said she uh, thanks him for his, you know, donation, if you will. But no, she's... that's what it was. And she definitely has said that she does not agree with Trump and that's not her platform. And she's going to use it in a way to protest him um, as the leader of the free world. So I find that interesting because she is known to be a progressive um, candidate. And the fact that... Kanye has tied himself to being this free thinker and is so supportive of his BFF, Mr. Um, Trump. So that was the first piece of news. Well, I think it was interesting, interesting too, because 
the one thing that I believe she said was that, um, you know, she didn't have a problem having a conversation. Well, first of all, she said she needed to have a conversation with Kanye. Yes. Um, you know, which makes sense because of the shitstorm, you know, media. That he's and created. All this attention that he's been getting that's been very um, negative. Um, but what she also said was that she didn't have any qualms or any problems. Qualms is my word, but she didn't have any issues with taking money from him and you know having his support because she felt like she hasn't ever heard Kanye come out and actually say that he supports any of the initiatives that Trump supports that she is in opposition of which mm-hmm. was a really interesting way I guess to think about it um but yeah I guess but but by saying that someone is you know What's he say? Something the dragon dungeon or whatever he called it. Some bullshit like that. <laughs> dragon, dragon energy. Yeah, like, like what else does he have to say? <laughs> well, I mean, not to, not to come to Kanye's defense, child. You know, here you go, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus walks. be offense, <laughs> Jesus walks. <laughs> but um, if anything him saying what he's been saying and then also actually putting money behind you know someone who's more progressive actually does fit in with his whole idea of being a free thinker so like if you think about it that way it's like okay you know he's saying that yes i like trump because he has dragon energy like i do we're both super fucking awesome but then i'm also putting my money behind this particular Mm -hmm. candidate who's more progressive because i I actually believe in the initiatives that she is putting forth it fits in line with the free thinking model focus on um protecting this make america great again because i think that has less to do with policy and more just to do with the cult of personality you can you can like trump because he sees that he sees trump as a kindred spirit okay well he can go to be a golden girl (laughs) in in florida and thank him for being a friend okay but i mean that wasn't the 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 crazy thing that kanye did this week what's the crazy thing he did so the other thing that happened is there was rumored that um well his good good girlfriend um fucking candace owens yes so if you don't know her it's fine you don't you shouldn't know her she's a complete utter Dingleberry. She I reminds fucking, me of that girl who just went viral this week for saying that she's transracial and she's white. Oh yeah, and she's white. She reminds me of her. Did you see Fifty Cent's um, picture? He said <laughs> he did. said her teeth look like Batman. That's not funny because I don't I don't fuck with with Fifty Cent. He gets on my nerves. Which he said it looks it was, like she eats something that she eats the meal, the fork, the spoon, and the knife because <laughs> her teeth were jacked up. Well, Candace doesn't look like that, but Candace <laughs> she doesn't. She looks like that other bitch, the other white bitch. That what's her name? Tawny or Tony. but Candace is not white to be clear. No, she, Candace is black. Well, over the weekend, um, Candace was at the Black Leadership, the Young Black Leadership Summit. So if you didn't see this on Instagram and Twitter, there were a bunch of brown men, um, boys, if you will, um, wearing "Make America Great Again" hats and cheering when Trump came in. Um, and at this, uh, I would say, summit, um, as they're calling it. Uh, Candace proceeds to announce that her and her dear friend, Kanye West, have collaborated on a clothing line, and they're naming it Blexit. And Blexit <laughs> uh, is short for Black Exit. Um, the term mimics Brexit, which is the term that the Britons use to exit from the European oh, Union. Um, so 
they proceeded to um, collaborate, as she is saying, and that Blexus is a renaissance, and she's blessed to say that this logo, these colors, were created by her dear friend and fellow superhero, Mr. West. And that there, it's a movement that she hopes to offer free thinkers across the country a piece to release themselves from the political um, party of Democrats. So... That was foolery because it looked very kind of us, like highlighter colors and, you know, the, there was like Blexit, the, the X was like a person running. It, it just... It looked a mess. It honestly looked like something Kanye would do. Like but it something, looked, to, to me, the logos and everything looked juvenile. Um, I mean, but, but his good girlfriend was so proud of it. Well, of course she was because this, you know, in her mind, black people are not... Free thinkers, you know, black people are only, you know, aligned with or the majority of black people are aligned with um, democratic ideas and the Democratic and Party. Like the Democratic in the US. parties have not um, have have basically not supported black people the way that they support it. And then my question is, what has the Republican Party done for black people? Well, I think they're whole trying to spinning the whole thing that what Democrats used to be Republican. Oh, please. That was so long ago. But that's the story that they're trying to tell. They need to get off it. That's bullshit. And my thing is the reason, a large reason, um, a large part of the reason why um, a majority of African Americans align themselves with the Democratic Party is because the actual policies that the Democratic Party represents. Now, we can have a, a debate about what they've actually done and how much they've been able to get done as far as what their policy platform is. But if you look at those two platforms side by side and you are a black person and you choose the Republican Party, I would need to check your, your temperature. Well, Candace check is your in pulse. the sunken place. It doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, that's why that's happened. So this to me is really actually pretty ridiculous. And when I first heard it, it irritated me because I'm like, fucking Kanye, get your head out of your ass, dude. Well, you know. Like, seriously. And then, hot off the press today, TMZ reports, and their headline was Kanye he feels used. He didn't tweet this, but TMZ's um, headline was um, Kanye feels used by Trump. So I think that should be changed to, to Kanye feels used by someone. So apparently he feels that he's being used by people to spread political messages. No shit. No. Like, really? Okay. Candace and Kanye both are in the sunken place, first of all. She's not there alone. You but are not alone. <laughs> he fired off, he being Kanye, a series of tweets distancing himself from politics. We'll see how long this lasts. He says, my eyes are now wide open and now I realize, or I don't think there's an eye, but now realize I've been used to spread messages I don't believe in. I am distancing myself from politics and completely focusing on being creative. Well, you know what, Kanye? That's what she should have done in the first place. Well, you know what's interesting is that this has been being said and tweeted and mentioned at the turn of November. And if you recall, his album was supposed to come out in uh, October, but was pushed to November. So we know the tides have shipped, shipped earlier so that when his album allegedly comes out, the day after Thanksgiving, he can post some numbers. This is feels a little convenient. We'll see how long this lasts. Hmm. It probably will last as the long new iteration as, of, of it probably of Kanye. will last as long as um, what you call it, Kim Kardashian's braids only happening once. It's going to happen <laughs> again and again and again and again. This guy is this behavior is is 
should be alarming. It's interesting because he said, I introduced Candace to the person who made the logo, and this is the the Blexit logo, and they didn't want their name on it, so she used mine. I never wanted any association with Blexit. I have nothing to do with it. So Blexit, I guess, was the straw that broke the camel's back, but he can have his best friend going around talking about this, that, and the other, and making policies and creating all these things that people of color, not just black people, but all people of color are not, and gays and let like all everyone that's a minority um, are not going to be successful. But when his good, good girlfriend goes out and says he designed, you know, a t-shirt and a logo, it gets under his skin because you know, his, his artistry as a designer is very important to him. And it's interesting too, because he actually exit stage left. He went on to thank his family and community for supporting his actual beliefs and his vision for he a better to world. Go to so rehab. then you know what I find very funny about that quote, Therapy. which is supporting my actual beliefs and my vision for they? a better world. Exactly. What I are don't, they? I can't tell you what they are because that's not what he's been focused on. Because it surely isn't women equality and feminism because you have a new song called You A Ho and I like it. And instead of him standing up and saying, okay, I have this platform, let me tell you what I think. He tells us nonsense. He tells us that we shouldn't just disagree with Trump because he's Trump, which, hello, newsflash, asshole. We disagree with Trump because of the shit that he's actually been saying and doing. And it's just like, dude, if you want us to to think that you're this free thinker, um, you need to actually tell us what you think. Because he hasn't. If you really go back and look at the things that he said since he started this kind of like fucking off the wall publicity, the publicity tour. I don't know where he stands really on the issues. And quite frankly, until now, because now he has said he's actually said this. He expressed compassion for people seeking asylum, which would be the quote unquote caravan of people who are on their way here, which that's a whole nother thing. We could do a whole segment on that. I won't. And parents fighting to protect their children from violence and war. He said he supports common sense gun laws. But what and does that mean? He he reached out to TMZ because of TMZ's headline to let them know that he never actually mentioned Trump in any of his tweets. And specifically, he was referencing Blexit. Okay, so that means he might still support Trump? Oh, he does still support Trump. I, okay, I, I so never thought that he didn't Because support of Trump. that, we are going to move on because <laughs> I feel as though he does not deserve I just told you that he separates the two things. Because Kanye is a mess and I'm good. All I need to know He doesn't is see those two things Just like being... I said multiple weeks ago, if he's really canceled, let this album come out and block it. Bitch. I mean, the rest of us see it, you know, a diametrical opposition to like what he's saying about, you know, what he believes and then his support of Trump. But he he's not all there, so he doesn't see he's that. Not, and Kim, thank you for giving his medication, but it's about six months too late. Okay? Back in May, you should have gave him his medication and continued because you're so busy with them pasties and um, all them lace fronts and your KKW beauty that, of course, you're too busy to give him his fucking two pills a day. Next. I feel like he's taking more than two pills a day. So, unfiltered, (laughs) that's that's Kanye mask. That's all he gets. Uh, We're going to talk about unfiltered, unbothered. So... You go first, bitch, because it's your topic. Yes, so I'm sure people have heard about um, Miss Megyn Kelly. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, Megyn Kelly is a journalist, I Mm -hmm. guess. A pundit. 
no, I think they would say she's an actual journalist because like, she, well, she's more like she's a host. That's all we'll call her. We'll call her a host. Doing the most. Yeah, yeah. So she's a um, con- pretty conservative host. Um, she used she's to. She's like Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Yeah, only with more like um, like chops, if you will. Like she has more. Her credentials are better than Elizabeth's. Her resume is. Stronger. Yeah, her resume is definitely stronger. But she um, was on Fox News for I don't know how many years. She had a show. Can't tell you what it was called because I don't care. Um, but mm-hmm. she um, actually <laughs> was a hire by NBC. I think it is. Is it NBC? The yeah. Today Show. And I think that was last year. Or no, no, no. It was over a year ago because yeah. she's she's like a year and some months into a three year contract with them so she has been hosting this show um it's one of the hours of today and it's called i think it was called megan today and there have been a lot of negative press about Mm -hmm. her show from the very beginning ratings her not getting along with the people that she worked with um but finally nbc has the reason that they need to let her go Mm -hmm. um when she made comments about blackface Yes, child. Well, this is this wasn't her first controversial. But it's this not her was the first. One, it's not her first controversial this was the one comment. That got her right, she's made. Left, I mean, left. but she used to be on Fox News. So I mean, like when you're on Fox News, that's like your job is to make controversial comments. But mm-hmm. on NBC, it's different, obviously, because you know one's a propaganda arm of you know the right wing, and the other is like an actual network. Um, but it's interesting because apparently she was confused. By the idea that blackface, even problem. at Halloween, is wrong. So what she said was, Mm-mm. and she was on a panel, and I know that um, uh, Melissa Rivers was on the panel with her. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and there were two other people on the panel with her, and I can't remember exactly who they were. But um, she said, but what is racist? Because truly... Um, <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Because truly, you do get in trouble if you're a white person who puts on blackface at Halloween, or a black person who puts on whiteface for Halloween. Who put on whiteface? I'm waiting. Do you remember? Casper. (laughs) Mimes. Mimes? That's a good one. That's a good one. Mimes are racist, guys. (laughs) Apparently. Oh, you know who's done whiteface? Um, White chicks. Oh, yeah. That's whiteface. They didn't get in trouble for that. Um, Different time. uh, And I'm sorry, like, I'm totally bungling this quote because I'm just like, okay, I don't remember that. But back when I was a kid, this is back to uh, to Megan. Back when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as, like, a character. I mean, I don't know. When I was growing up, no kid was walking around getting spray painted black to be anyone. And and none of the kids in my neighborhood were getting spray painted white. Because low key, like if you're dressing up as someone that's not the color of you, you don't have to be literal and change like the color. Thank you. Like common fucking sense. Like just because if you want to be Milan, you're going to make your eyes um, like Mm, don't do that. Asian. Don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> like the shape of your eye you're gonna change the shape you're of gonna your make eye? almond shape eyes yeah you're gonna do that that's what you should have said but yeah i mean it's ridiculous this whole the, oh, that whole concept is ridiculous to me and i know that it gets you can get into kind of gray areas when you talk about like white people who may have like a really dark tan like a spray tan where it's almost kind of like well wait a second is that blackface but i think that 
you know blackface when you see it. Okay. <laughs> and that shit hasn't been okay for decades. So this, then it, then this feigned is, ignorance to like the idea that blackface thing, is bad is is just preposterous to but me. But then if you have an issue with a white person being spray tanned for Halloween because they're being whoever they're being that is of color, then you have an issue with every white, white person walking around here in the wintertime going to a tanner salon and getting tan because, quite frankly, that's what they do because they... they are trying to be a color that they're not. But see, but see that's what I'm saying. Right? It, that is arguable. But I think that's a stretch. Fucking Amos I, and Andy. If for anyone who doesn't know what that is, Google it. That it, I mean, it's it's obvious. And my and it's funny because I watched a clip of of this in this exchange, and Melissa Rivers of all people was just kind of like, well, I mean, where I come from, you know, and the point of view I'm coming from is people in polite society. You know, we know when something is wrong and like we know inherently mm-hmm. that blackface is wrong. So what well, is at wrong? Least we know that Joan Rivers was a great man. Right. And you wouldn't think that like you would think that fucking Joan Rivers, you would think that she would also, you know, Melissa will also be like, oh, I don't see anything wrong with that at all. But, you know, she has a fucking head on her shoulder. So she was like, no, girl, you are totally off base. But Megan Kelly why. has been going around doing some foolishness for years. Well, I mean, she has. I mean, in December 2013, one of the more well-known um controversial comments that she made was um as follows for all you kids watching at home santa just is white Mm -hmm. but this person is just arguing that maybe we should also have a black santa but santa is what he is girl is he or is he a figment of your of fucking imagination, imagination? is he what you he is or is him. he whatever the fuck we say he is what, because did, okay. i think he is whatever the fuck we say he is because he isn't real Child. <laughs> let me continue and just so you know megan says we're just debating this because someone wrote about it kids she also went on to explain in that same um, uh, segment that Jesus is also white. Child. <sighs> but then also, this happened one time where she was interviewing somebody and asked them if watching Will and Grace made him gay. <laughs> we watched that clip. We watched that clip when that happened. That was like late last year, like when I think like around Did, the time she first started that, her let show. Let that sink in. Did watching Will and Grace make you? That's like asking, what's the bitch from um, Washington State that says she's transracial? Um, uh, What's her new name? Her what's old her? name was Rachel Dolezal. That's like asking Rachel, she watched Friday, does that make her black? But her name is like in Chico. Or did you watch, since you watched some The Color kind of Purple. Mama, Mom Day, did, some since shit you watched now. The Color Purple, are you black? <laughs> Are you? I don't know if that's exactly the same thing, but I mean, I see where you're going. It's, she's there. dumb, and it is. It's she's a very, dumb. That's a dumb question. To but ask. you know, you know what? What you know what um, makes her fired? The fact that <laughs> um, on Monday when get her when the show came on, she wasn't there, and then the three um, people of color announced that her show was canceled. So let that sink in, girl. <laughs> What's so funny? But you know what? It's like a full circle moment because did you know that the segment that they actually, um, I don't want to say canceled, but the segment that Removed. they retooled for Megyn Kelly was a third hour of today that was actually hosted by Tamron Hall. 
mm-hmm. and Al Roker, and they're both black. So it's like a full circle moment where like well, the they cancel that, life. they fire Tamron Hall. Obviously, they're not gonna fire Al Roker because Al Roker will be there probably until he drops dead. Um, oh, but shit. no, I mean he's been on there, on there a long time. Um, but yeah, it's like full circle. It's like you go from black to to really decidedly not black to to black again. Well, today's show. <laughs> We, the people are waking up with you and they are thankful for you getting rid of the bigot known as Megan. But you know, a lot of people, you know, similar to what happened with Roseanne, they're saying, you know, NBC knew what they were getting. They did. Or at least they should have known what they were getting with her. Sidebar, did you see the headline today? I didn't do about the research about it. And it's not on our list. But Suzanne Summers. You know the bitch. No, I haven't read shit about Suzanne Summers since she was she doing was that thing and with that thing said, between her thighs. She, the thing between her thighs. Yes, the thing, thigh? between, the thing between oh her thighs. Um, well, thigh master, thigh master. That's what it's called. Yes. Well, she was interviewed talking about how the firing of Roseanne was the wrong thing to do, and that the anti-Trump people won, and that basically she's siding with Roseanne. So she. Well, well, I'm sorry. So context. Did she give reasoning for this? She said that because she's a free like I like. I'm oh, she's like Kanye. Yeah, like she, she is, she's a, she has an opinion and she's brave and that whatever they fired her. Well, Suzanne, no one is buying the thigh master and your facelift has been bought. Facelift I mean, she's, has been bought. She probably never has to sell another thigh master. She made so, all the money that she needed. Felicia to make. called and we said bye. But the, one of the crazy things about Megan is that uh, Megan Kelly had a sixty-nine million dollar three-year deal with NBC. So right now they're kind of trying to work that out. At first they were saying, oh, well, maybe we'll do something with her because if we have to pay out the remainder of this money because she's not even two years into the deal, mm-hmm. um, maybe we'll do something. But it seems like they really are moving towards just letting her go. But the one thing that she's fighting right now is a non-disparagement agreement, an NDA, um, which um, is interesting to me because clearly she wants to be able to badmouth the network oh, after sure. she leaves. And it'll be interesting to see if she goes back to Fox News just because she left um, Fox News in kind of a scorched earth manner you're because so they because they because they were going through that whole um, scandal with Roger Ailes who was like the co-founder of the network and his um, sexual harassment claims. It's and I think they were... They were actually. Oh, are you? You getting tipsy? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, but they. They. Um, apparently, the brass um, or the people at the top at uh, Fox see, News. That, see that. Thank you for making it simple for us to follow. The people at Fox at the top of, of the Fox News um, uh, food chain were actually apparently blaming or at least partially blaming Megan for the leaks that happened around that time and they had actually mounted a quite aggressive um, smear campaign against her of since course. she left about her ratings, about the gaffes that she had, so you know Miss Megan, we will see where you land bitch, hopefully it will be a rough landing because that's what you deserve I'm hoping that bitch land in, in a good good black neighborhood so they can karate chop her in nobody's going to karate chop her, they know better because mm-hmm. she'll call 911 <laughs> with the quickness. Okay. Um, so, moving on to, we talked about it a few weeks back, but Red Table Talk is officially back. Second episode was live tomorrow. Red Table Talk, um, if you're just joining us, is Will, I mean, Jada, Pinkett Smith, and Willow, and then their mother, uh, her mother, they sit at the Red Table. Go figure. 
And they have really in-depth conversations about topics. Do they film that, like, in their house? Yes, in a, a wing of their house. Yeah, I was about to say. It, I mean... To talk to talk. It's not my taste. Um, the decor, well, but okay. The first um, episode of season two, I would say this is, Will Smith came... Willard, we learned his name is not William. <laughs> I know, I was like, wait. It's Willard. What? <laughs> um, so whoever named their kid Willard out there... <laughs> I have questions. Oh my gosh. Um so that was he 50 came, years ago though, right? Isn't he 50? Yes, he so. came and they talked about their marriage and their relationship, which is the first time that they've been so open and honest um about their relationship. They've been together for 20 plus years. So it was interesting to see and hear their relationship story in the arc and the fall and the rye. Like it definitely any relationship that's been together more than a couple years has you know, it's wins, it's pains, it's growing pains, it's successful years. But to have them also in the... Oh, okay. Well, have them also being celebrities. Stay on track. Excuse me. They uh, they are do- they are experiencing this on- through headlines. So, some highlights here is that on episode two, which it launched today, um, there were some things that were very... Um, Noteworthy. Well, so, I mean, did you talk about episode one? Well, episode one, they talked about, like I said, the rise of their relationship. How Will was trying to build this this life um, that and a was, family that was not right. for the family; it was for him. So it caused a lot of friction between Jada and him because he was building this house, and he was like, "Oh, you know, it's her house, her um, lake, or something, or her he lake it. house," and. She didn't really want a big house. She was more like she wanted to be more practical and like she wanted to live like just like not in the hustle and bustle of Hollywood. She wanted a more simple life. Um, Well, I mean, one of the crazy things is that what they revealed is that when they actually first got together that um, Jada had, I guess, finished with a different world mm -hmm. and she had like semi retired from Hollywood and bought a farm in mm-hmm. was it Delaware Baltimore Baltimore so Maryland so she bought this farm and she was you know I guess gonna start this regular life and then enter Willard Smith and he's like you know are you seeing anyone and she's like no and he's like oh well you're seeing me now and she mm-hmm. was like okay and what was interesting what words there was a lot of really good nuggets out of these episodes the first one was that there was the, that Will was building a life outside of the truth where he was he was fulfilled in all of this but he wasn't looking at the people around him and if they were also fulfilled um so then um episode two came out today and there was some conversation around how they broke up at one point in their marriage and they broke up but they never like there was never talks about them being divorced remember a few years back Maybe oh, I remember it. It, it was wasn't. Like it was, seemed like maybe two years ago. It wasn't that long ago. And they said on this episode that the last year is where they've they've, they've gotten. To yeah, a really it was good very place. recent. I remember it. But there was a lot of rumors about them yeah. being divorced and Jada the gossip. Seen, the wags yeah, were like, going in. Um, Jada was had seen a lawyer, and there was all this conversation. And then there's, you know, been his legendary rumors about them being swingers and Scientologists. Um, which next week's episode is with Leah Remini, and it is about Scientology, so I am on the edge of my seat. Um, But here's the quote from today's episode, where they said, let's be clear on some rumors, we just gotta get it off the record. We have never been Scientologists, we we have never been swingers. Get it on the record, not off the record. Yeah, uh uh-huh, there you go. (laughs) And then Jada was like, that's a very specific lifestyle. 
So just like I said, bitch, adjacent. I'm telling you, because uh, and I mean, on episode one, <clears throat> Will me, did oh, say bitch. he Willard did say he was a scientist. <laughs> Close enough, right? <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> no, I mean the thing that I found fascinating about um, episode or uh, part one of this particular um, interview that they're having with Will, because that's essentially what they're doing. They're Willard. interviewing Will. Um, is that, and I actually. I have to say, for me, it was almost aspirational because what I found. Ooh, well, I want to hear. I'm on the edge of my seat, bitch. Yes. <laughs> what I found really, really cool, for lack of you know a highfalutin term, <laughs> and then I say highfalutin. Exactly. But <laughs> what I really find found cool about at least that part of the interview was that they consider themselves, both of them, it seemed to me from the things that they were saying, to be students of life. Yes. And I think that um, as you get, for a lot of us, as we get older, we just mm-hmm. kind of are like, oh, we know. We know this. We've done this. We've had these experiences. Because you come, become settled in your Right. And we're just like, you know beliefs. what I mean? Of course, there are tons of experiences that we haven't had, but we've had enough experiences to kind of know, you know, how life works and what we need to do, what works for us. No. And <laughs> why are you always... Ha, why I do you think mocking me I, is funny? Because the way you were just did Yeah, that. but they can't see the way my body day, is moving when, I, when I'm talking. Anyway, I digress. No, you digress. Um, but you again, digress. they're students of life in a way that is admirable to me because the one thing that they kept saying is that they read books about this. Mm-hmm. They read books about that. Bitch. They did classes about oh, relationships. Bitch, bitch, can we read books? And I f- <laughs> don't put our business out there. Mm-hmm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think everyone could read a book, but I think that that is so <laughs> admirable to never assume that you are the smartest person in the room, or okay. that even you if you say highfalutin, that you just know because it's like there's so much more that you could know, mm. and I think that that's part of for me why. I feel like the theory about them not necessarily being Scientologists, but reading Dianetics and reading maybe other Scientology materials and applying applying the pieces that they feel work for them. I could totally see them doing that. And obviously because of um, who they are, they don't necessarily want to come out and say that because it would be twisted into what they are Scientologists. Mm -hmm. But I definitely still think that, that they are Scientology adjacent. Well, I would say that their relationship for me is goals because the second, the way they look at life for me is goals. Like the, how they just address each other and like their, their compassion for each other, their, their, um, unit they're literally a unit where they they win together they lose together and they're in a good place and I, I you think everyone should should find um, hope in that you know that that one day they'll also be in that place with their partner or with their whoever their whoever right so red table talk every Monday on Facebook be sure to watch it because we will review the good ones and tell you to skip the bad oh ones. well this Leah Remini one that's coming up I am all and I have actually first now I felt like I need to go back and listen to because I didn't get part two because it was either yesterday or today. It was yeah. Um, but I mean part one, part one was enough for me to kind of just see like you know yeah, I really you can listen, I'll send you the link. Bitch. Like I'm totally into just kind of like the way that they approach life, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's something. You know why? Why? Because it's bougie. 
<laughs> there's just, no, it's learned. <laughs> it's learned. There's just something in that that I feel like I can definitely um, take away from and, Ooh, yes. and, and can find ways to apply that to my own Ooh, life. So, yes. you know, that's all. I'm through with learned. <laughs> all right. So next um, we have another juicy topic that has. I mean, just but happened. you know, what? I almost feel like this is already like done. I mean, what I have to say is this. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, um, first of all, we have to say this. You know, um, Nicki, you are a child. You are a child where you, your older brother, or in this case, younger sister, is getting more attention. So you want to make a mess so that everyone yells at you. Less, the reason why I'm saying that is you used your opportunity for Queen Radio to announce that you have a new video out with some whoever... Uh, and then also go in and dig up this old dusty headline about Cardi B and the fight and all this bullshit. So, so, so basically, you think Nicki Minaj has only child syndrome? I mean, you would know, bitch. <laughs> um, so would you, bitch. And the funny thing is, neither one of us is an only child. You were the only child longer than I was. <laughs> I was. I was for eleven years. That's true. I was a swift four. <laughs> And yet, still, here you are. Uh, I mean, I'm not the only child. I'm just the child. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Ain't that the truth? Um, but Cardi, I have to say this. Then she went on this 10, 10 post rant. <laughs> yes, 10. It, talk about it took, child. Talk it about took childish. about 10 minutes to get through what she would, wanted to say. <laughs> when I feel as though she should have used her time in the studio. What did she say? Um, Footages? Yes. <laughs> She should have used her time in the studio and posted out a diss track and put it out on SoundCloud and made it a moment or bitch on iTunes so that she can be number one and number two on iTunes and then be nominated for a Grammy for a diss track like Drake, Nicki Minaj's boyfriend or best friend rather um, did and then got a Grammy nomination for Meek Mill's diss track. I just feel like Nicki, you need to grow up. You need to realize that you don't have to be the only person at the table. The, the, the thing that she needs to realize is that she wouldn't be at the table if it wasn't for the people before her. So recognize them, because you don't. Um, when I say them, I mean inclusive of Little Kim. She kind, but there are some um, footage that shows that she kind of did that in the beginning. But that's like a whole other topic. But and then on. also that you opened up a lane um, for Nikki. I mean for Cardi. And what I can say is Cardi was shady without being shady. She said that she listened to you when she was in high school. <laughs> I chuckled when she said that. So <laughs> all I have to say is move on, Nikki. Mm. Move on. And if you say you were really the queen, pay attention to the actual queen. And realize that when people try to drag her, you know what she does? She's crickets. She True. don't say shit. Oh, Beyonce? Yes. Oh, please. So, Are you kidding me? But you know what? The thing about Beyonce is that, like, can you just think about all of the negative shit that's been said about Beyonce over the years. Like, she got, a, like, a lot of negative things said about her. Like, when she was still in Destiny's Child, before she ever went solo. So, I feel like she has, like, you know, she has the tools that she needs to combat any type of neg- negative she's a survivor. press or criticism that she gets. But, I mean, to your point, I would say that you, the need to grow up doesn't just rest with Nikki. I think that if Cardi anything... Cardi is 25. Yeah, but okay, 25 is getting up there. Like, this whole idea that a fucking 25-year-old is a, is a child, that's mm. not true. 25-year-old people just don't have the life experience. Okay, but guess what? She better get some life experiences and get her life together because if the interesting thing that I think that's happening is that... Um, 
you know, this whole idea of like the fight that happened and how like, oh my gosh, it was in front of all these white people and, you know, this is terrible. I sent you the link of <laughs> what? Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, yes. There was a little girl, Ellen, and she's like, oh, who are you? And the little girl was like, oh, I'm Nicki Minaj. So then Ellen goes to her little prop drawer and gets a high heel shoe and Velcros it to the little girl's face. Well, this is the shoe that Cardi threw at you. And that's what Nikki needs to realize is that Cardi is more likable than she is. So people are. But I mean, that neither of them are winning from this, is what mm, I'm trying to say. I would say Cardi is. I feel like it makes a caricature or a joke out of both of them. I would say Cardi's winning. You know what I mean? And I love Ellen, but I mean. number one on iTunes. It sure ain't Barbie. And and neither of them are number one, but when I. You sure? Yeah, I looked earlier today. So, I mean. My thing is, neither of you are winning from this feud. So it, you know, the the good thing, you know, because there's a lot. Oh, that's, yeah, because that's stupid bitches. There's a lot that's happened in between because this this feud literally started and then self destructed in like a matter of like a day, um, which is a good thing, I guess. We'll see how long that lasts. But neither of them are winning from this. And I'm glad that Nikki, you know, eventually came out and said, you know, I'm trying to lead with positivity or whatever. It's like, well, then you shouldn't have made any comments on Queen Radio in the first place. Um, But what? The Pentatonix has another Christmas album. Yeah. Yeah. You know, bitch. Sorry. Bitch, catch up. You should be on the music every week, like. Well, honey, only thing that I'm on is the next topic, so <laughs> we're gonna move yeah, on. Yeah, now that you've derailed, you know what Sorry, we were talking I just about. Was, I just feel like you said it was stale. We were still talking about it. <laughs> it's like open up a bottle, a bag of Lay's chips, not finishing them, and going back, and it's stale. But you still gonna eat them? Okay. That makes sense to me. <laughs> All right, bitch. And what's the next topic? Oh, Tiffany Haddish. So Tiffany Haddish, she ready? She announced. Talk about someone winning. Oh she wait, an- did we skip something? I don't know. She announced you know. You um, know. a tour, and why it's newsworthy is because if you remember a few weeks back, um, we had noted that uh, it was on the episode Miss Cat Williams where he went in and said that she. Um, wasn't she hadn't she hadn't done a tour yet so she wasn't a really a comedian a successful comedian so all I, what are you over there shuffling papers like a secretary right mind meeting. your business finish your thought so tiffany <laughs> tiffany is winning across all levels she is having a moment she is a working actress she has been a working comedian for over 10 years she had her obviously girl strip was her moment. She has appeared in three girl's movings. Trip, by the way, not girl strip, which is what I heard. Oh, so you're basically telling me I'm tipsy and <laughs> slurring my words. Yeah, like the president does. Um, so she appeared in three movies: Kevin Hart's movie Night School. She'll be starring along Whoopi Goldberg on the movie um, Nobody's Fool, which comes out on Friday. Uh, and then she also just won an Emmy for Saturday Night Live host. So I think she's winning. So shout out to Tiffany Haddish. Her book is good. The Last Black Unicorn. Um, and I think she's funny. So I want to see her. She's going to be around here our, on our second year anniversary. It's two years, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you had to think about it? Uh-huh. So that, that's my little headline about Tiffany Haddish. Wait, uh, I can't even find Tiffany Haddish in my notes, bitch. Well, the next one is your good, good girlfriend. 
Where is Oh, there's Tiffany Haddish. In the club is next, bitch. You are really messy today. <laughs> you are in the messy today. That's why my papers were shuffling. You look like a bitch late for a meeting and had to press in. Like, <laughs> look at just a mess. Look like a paper shredder. Bitch, I've done that shit in real life. Been the okay. bitch that's late for the meeting, shuffling papers, <laughs> running through the office. That yeah, yes, running that the papers bitch, flying. That's been me. Yes. <laughs> but speaking of bitches, Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing with Fifty Cent, and it, it, you know. Jay and I have multiple um, Instagram DM groups, I guess, is what you would uh-huh. call it. So, like, we have people, you know, in our lives who, you know, are into the same shit that we're into. And, you know, we... Some we, are more active than others. Some have gone ghost. <laughs> or some are more active. That's true. But there's a few. There's, like, maybe three groups, I'd say. I would say a solid two. Or two. Two groups. Two groups, two that are the most consistent. Yeah, well, we have, but we have groups. So we have groups in Instagram, and we share a lot of, um, you know, like internet content or IG content, memes, memes, and like just like funny shit. Because you know, we all like to laugh. Ha ha! Everybody likes to laugh. Um, Is that how you laugh? Ha ha! Yeah, like that. Ta 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 ta. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To steal Justin's term. Hey Justin. Justin don't even listen. It's yeah, fine, bitch. Though. It's fine. No, he doesn't. He's, he's subscribed. Well, that doesn't mean he listens. I mean, he doesn't know how to use a phone. Okay. Oh, no oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're friends like these, bitch. <laughs> but speaking of bitches, 50 cents. So yes. I, I said all that to say that. Um, I'm not gonna pretend that like some of the shit that Fifty Cent says isn't funny, because like that whole comment about the the girl looking you know, like a with bat the teeth <laughs> was funny. But I feel like I can't pick and choose like when he's being funny, like you know what I mean? Because he goes way too far sometimes. He does. And I've said I've said on this pod multiple times that I feel like he is A a bully, B a troll, and C he's childish he because looks like a turtle. All of this should be way but oh he does look like a turtle. Oh my god, who knew fifty cent and Mitch McConnell had something in common? They <laughs> but both what's look the like turtles. Like bitches is on the edge of their car seat. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some lettuce. Did you just say that they're on the edge of their car seat? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Like you know how you listen to podcasts when you're driving? I mean, but a car seat has a meaning, bitch. I think our audience is older than that. Okay. But 50 Cent announced on IG, on Instagram, that he purchased 200 front row tickets to a Ja Rule concert on Groupon just so that he could then keep those seats empty. What is his problem with Ja Rule and Ashanti? No, what is his problem in general? Like... He is like a fucking, I don't even know, like a housewife or like. I feel like he just doesn't have a any teenager, jobs. like who does who has way too much time on their hands. I mean, Groupon now. I mean, that is savage. Like, I wouldn't even think to do something like that. So his mind works in a very kind of diabolical way. Oh what? Diabolical. Well, I just feel like Fifty Cent needs to just grow up. Diabolical means like he uses his intelligence for bad. But I don't think he's smart. <laughs> street smart. He uses his um, street he's diabolical. <laughs> I mean, but this is a diabolical plan. Not to say that he came up with it because hello, like to someone else could have come up with it. Um, I mean, it's petty, but sometimes pettiness is diabolical, depending upon like how you act on it. 
Well, 50 Cent is dumb, and I feel as though the last hit he had was in the club. The last hit he had, really the power is the only hit he has going on in his life right now. He sold vitamin water. Like, what is he doing? Well, I mean, well, I told you, or I think I like, mentioned no I mentioned on the pod like either last week or the week before that the rumor is that he had signed a, like a hundred million dollar deal with stars oh, well. so he has money coming in but that doesn't mean that he has anything to do because like I don't feel like he has that much to do with the show power besides like being on it so he, like, he has to learn his lines every week and then like he cashes checks from it cards. <laughs> he doesn't look like the, sh- the brightest bulb in the bunch yeah I'm sure he isn't <laughs> he looks like a turtle 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 but he only spent three thousand dollars because those tickets were fifteen dollars each allegedly this is all alleged by the way um and according to billboard this was for a for the upcoming um soon november 9th concert in arlington texas mm-hmm. um so they've been going at it since 1999 apparently when 50 cent claimed ja rule became salty after seeing him with a man who allegedly robbed ja rule it's so dumb that is dumb it's been how many years since 1999 that's 19 years so you gonna allow 19 years ago by anyway well 50 is still he's still a bully he's still a troll um but i just that was definitely noteworthy and i saw all the like memes going around around where like he was um photoshopped into the picture he did that yeah he was photoshopped but i mean it went around after he Mm -hmm. posted it where he was photoshopped into a picture of like a bunch of empty seats and i was like what is this and then when i read about it i was like you have got to be fucking kidding me hilarious (laughs) but 50 cent no one cares like he just gets on my nerves but you know who else gets on my nerves Kaylin Jenner so Kaylin Jenner is on the news because she decided to finally wake up from the sunken place um and I'm not so sure she's out of the sunken place but okay and basically say that she does not she's got one foot in the sunken place well I'll have my thoughts about that and I'll tell you in a minute okay um she said that Trump um she does not support Trump anymore she you know, I'm paraphrasing. She is embarrassed by at one point things she did, and then now she realizes that he is not for the trans community, and that she is going to use her platform to um, be an advocate for her community. So the reason why I think it's taken her this long to come out as a trans um, ally or advocate is because she, although had fully transitioned and present as a woman um her on her license it's an f not an m um her license is caitlin jenner not bruce so like she fully transitioned um but she was living mentally i believe that although she may have felt she had she had become who she always thought she was she was still living in the privilege of being a white man oh for sure and she was living through the privilege because she had built this um way of life as a white male. So she was living as a woman but leaning into her privilege as a white man. Right. So I mean going back to that I mean expounding on that point that you're making like think about it this way I'm and, and I didn't do like super research because uh, Caitlin gives me like a fucking migraine headache just thinking about her. Um, although I, I did think I thought it was very interesting when I saw this um, this op-ed or whatever it was that she wrote. Um, but you have to think about it this way: Caitlyn Jenner did not transition until she was in her sixties. 
True. But also, so she, she but so she had already built this entire life as a white man and not just as a white man you know because when white men are born they have a certain level of privilege I think we can agree Mm -hmm. Um, but from a standpoint of a rich and famous white man Mm -hmm. so of course when she transitions at you know in mid 60s or late 60s however old she was this is the way that she sees the world so the more I've thought about it I'm like (sighs) So we can be critical of it. And, you know, like a lot of people have been. I mean, Amanda Seals is famous because she was critical yeah. of Caitlyn Jenner. Um, she's critical of everyone around she, her. she is critical of lots of She's not people, very nice. Especially people. white people. Um, which, I mean, that has its place. But what I'm getting at is that I think when you peel back the layers and you really examine the... Um, the arc of um, you know Bruce Jenner and then the transition to Caitlyn Jenner that we shouldn't really have expected anything other than what we've seen and my hope is that now it's like aha okay I've transitioned it's been I don't know three years four years however long it's been and I'm seeing you know I'm, I'm talking to different people who come from different walks of life nope. because like let's look I mean do you think that Bruce was seeing life through anyone else's eyes before he turned yeah. before she transition Chris like, Jenner no like I mean people who are not exactly like them no. like the Kardashians or the Jenners no so it's like you have to think about it that way but that, no, see, so now hopefully now that she's had some time to get a different perspective from different types of people I think that's where you end up from where we were with whatever being Kate when that came out that was a fucking shit show that didn't turn out the way anybody thought that it would and now to this where she's coming out and saying you know what guys I was wrong the, the problem I have with have with this is that I'm fine with her transitioning and her having, you know, living her best Caucasian no one male said white about dream. I'm fine with that. Transitioned. Like, that, that. I'm not saying you did. I'm just, I'm letting, oh. let me speak my words, bitch. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But what I'm not fine with is in exploiting the community in order for you to be successful. Being Kate, whatever it was called, that did not need to happen. It was too early in transition. I agree. You were surrounded by people of color, majority of people by color, but also of other trans women. And it was almost as if it was documenting your experience of figuring out what it meant to be trans. Let that be private. But it was. Let that be private. <laughs> and then here we That's are exactly now. What it was. Here we are now, three or four years later, and you come out and say this bullshit about how now all of a sudden you don't support Trump. Bitch, you shouldn't have supported Trump a long time ago. She shouldn't have. Because he was running around with gay flags just to get the votes, not right. to actually support the community. True, but to so, be to, but to be clear, Trump even has evolved um, in the past two that. years. From, he always been an ass. Well, oh, he was an always ass. an ass. But I think that um, he's just evolved. Because uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Trump used to be a Democrat. Well, you know, Caitlyn used to be a white man. So great. Now that we know what they used to be, it is what it is. Actually, you know, if she's trans, she was never a white man. But I get what you're saying. Yes. Well, she was living life. She lived that life. Yes. She lived that life. Well, and she most recently, last Thursday, she hosted an event in Beverly Hills at Alice and Olivia. It was a private event to benefit Caitlyn Jenner's foundation, which 
look, she's created a foundation. And in this interview that she had, <laughs> she said she created it Why 18 months like ago. That? And it was to exercise the control, more control over the direction of her giving philanthropy. Philanthropic. There you go. I've been drinking in a club. Mm -hmm. And that she feels like it's important for her to launch programs for the trans youth community. And that she feels that of the LGBTQ T, the T is by far the most misunderstood and most underfunded. Well, girl, if you also are trying to be a part well, of that's the trans... Well, that's kind of what you said what, last you, week. Yeah, but if you're also trying to be a leader in the LGBTQIA movement... Yeah, you forgot some others, bitch. Um, you need to... We could get into a whole conversation about them adding letters. Yeah, but she needs to acknowledge all of them. And I get what she's saying, but also I feel as though it feels very convenient that... Now you're having hosting events at Alice and Olivia, which, girl, wear some stockings because your legs was oh, a no. mess. Okay? Your legs That's was a rude. mess. At some point when you get older, you know, every woman realizes that you have to wear stockings. Okay? <laughs> you're at that age. Um, other than that, you looked great. Mm, other, great, other, you look great. Other than that. Just looked like you shaved your legs and had some nicks on them. It just oh, was, you no. know, old, old people scar easy. Oh, oh. It was a lot. Man, the shade continues. But I'm here for her using her platform in ways. This just to took a turn. I mean, it was, I, okay, go on. But what I don't like about it is it doesn't ever feel authentic. It always feels like there's an underlying, you know, ulterior mo- motive that feels like. So, what do you think her ul- ulterior motive is at this point? To be get more rich. Really, you think it's money? Yes, the whole fucking family is about making more money. I mean, but they're and already do you rich. Think, but do you, then, if that was the case, then they want to be all the Kardashian Jenners want to be doing more things to get more rich. But how do you think writing this op-ed or whatever it was? How do you think that fits into allowing her to make more money? I think it's to get her name in the headline, her name in the press, her hosting events. To actually become money. an ally as yeah, opposed to what she was frankly, when being K came out. She, she needs to realize that she needs to sit with her other sisters that are trans women to actually build a movement like Janet Mock, like Laverne Cox, to actually align better with, with them versus just prancing around looking like who done it and why they do it. That's my opinion. You all agree? I, I really I don't have to mm-hmm. agree at oh, all. Yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> it is true. So Matt says social capital. I agree. Okay. <laughs> I'm just not here for her. Um, I think that that was very clear. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to our next topic, or our next segment, rather, shuffle and repeat, which is our music section. So Ray, you go first. So I don't know how I ended up doing um, this particular release. So um, because I I I like Robin, um, but Robin is actually I would say not one of Jay's faves, but like he really likes Robin. I'm you have it because you like this album, bitch. I do like the album. So yeah, that's, that's why true. you're on it. So tell it. <laughs> so the album is called A Honey, and it was I believe released on Friday. Maybe yeah, probably. Um, but it is Robin's eighth studio album. 
Um, and what I really noticed about this, which Jay actually said, well, duh, is that it really gives me 90s vibes. And I get that. Like, that's, you know, like Robin's dance artist and like, but she came out. Did she come out in the 90s? She came out in the 90s. You know, that Max Martin was she was discovered by Max Martin. Yes. And that they moved. They, they basically dropped her to go work with Britney. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they were grooming her to be Britney, and then yeah. Britney became Britney? Yeah. I mean, but she has an actual voice. Well, yeah. More than Britney. Yeah. I mean, she's not fucking but Britney But that Houston. sounded that interesting. That is interesting. Well, I, I did know that she had an affiliation to Max Martin, and Max Martin, for anyone who doesn't know, huge hit maker. He's written, I don't even know how many number one and like top hits. ten hits. But he's also Swedish, so, so He she. is. He is. So. so that actually makes sense. Oh, wait, did he write that song that she had? The, yes, in the mid-90s. Ah, that makes Show sense. Show me love. Okay, so um, as far as Honey, which is the new album by Robin is concerned, um, again, it has 90s vibes. But for me, it's like really good 90s vibes because not all 90s vibes are good 90s vibes. (laughs) Um, But the two songs that were released ahead of the album were Missing You and Honey. Missing You, I love. Missing You. We reviewed this. We did. And Missing You was kind of really reminiscent of um, Your Girlfriend. Not call, was it called your girlfriend? Like it was like a uh, continuation of that whole vibe. Oh right, because even there's a there's a section where their music is the same. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then honey, I don't I didn't like honey as much, but I have to say that overall I am in love with this album. So I would say that you know anyone who's even a casual Robin fan, and maybe if you've never even heard of Robin, that you should give it a listen. Yes. Um Because I enjoyed it, it. It's really really fucking good. I enjoyed. it. I believe everything you said was the truth. <laughs> Thank all right you. so that was quick because <laughs> we're the same oh well that's a fucking lie mm, um but the fucking lie. <laughs> Damn. we move from robin who is one of um jay's uh again faves. i don't want to say ahead. faves she's not really one of your faves just though. go bitch but to one of my i mean <laughs> that was aggressive is he one of my faves uh, that's yes. my, aggressive that's my life um but this is one of your faves you lick your lips so first of all like ella cool Jane. i can't with you and the shit that you write down for people's <laughs> names and the words <laughs> why because i don't know who john bellini is <laughs> <laughs> i that's don't autocorrect i don't know who that is but i do know john bellion because that's the artist that Bellingham. i really really like or john bellingham as you said earlier today when we were in our pre-production meeting uh-huh. <laughs> but john bellion um is and, and it's funny because if you go to his wikipedia it says that he's an american rapper first singer then songwriter and record producer so i would say that he is absolutely not a rapper first that is a lie it is vicious and it is ridiculous um but he's actually a singer songwriter he raps a little bit he rapped more back in the day um and he produces records but i actually really love john bellion and i um kind of was introduced to him from a pretty now the song is really big it's called all time low um, but if you want a point of reference for what he sounds like, he is similar to 21 Pilots. But happier. But more R&B and though. less rock. Because I feel like 21 Pilots is kind of like, you know, I don't want to say. But I don't want to say hip hop because like, ugh, but that and like rock. Um, whereas John Bellion is a little bit more like um, R&B and then um, 
there's like a pop oh vibe God, to bitch, it. This is a lot of description. Of it, what is. it is, yeah, because I want like people to know I like what like I'm talking like about. Like ten minutes has passed. Oh my God! Well, it hasn't, bitch. Okay, you want me to talk for for nine more minutes? Because I no, can. I'm tired about that. Okay, and he's a snack. Okay, how about I that? I know, bitch. You lick your lips. Like how about that? I lick my lips and my chin when I see him. Okay, <laughs> whatever that means. I would love to see you <laughs> lick your chin. That's aggressive. <laughs> But he has two songs that were released. Um, the new songs. One is called Conversations with My Wife, and the other one is called JT. So interesting, and I'll try to run through this quickly because Lord knows Jay's got oh, somewhere Lord, to be. Go. He's got the people bad, to bitch. see and things to do other than this. Um, but Conversations, Conversations with My Wife is a really cool song that sounds almost like a Miguel song when it starts. I didn't get that. Because okay. there's this um, guitar lick that's going on where I'm like, okay, I could totally hear Miguel singing this. But then, and that's one of the things about John Bellion songs is that the way it begins is and probably drops. Is <laughs> not <laughs> how it's going to end. And he uses a lot of like electronic sounds, almost, you know, some of it sounds like maybe it could come from a video game. And he uses that machine. What's that machine called? Is it a it's dat machine? No, it's like a dat machine. It's like it records, mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah, you can ahead. play the uh-huh. the music back. Like Erica Badu has done it. Um, Kimbra. Uh, Kimbra, oh my god, oh you do love me because I pay attention. Kimbra uses it, but he uses that cool machine. But anyway, I digress. So I really love the song, oh, and one of the so things excited. that I really like about John Bellion is that he's a really good songwriter. And conversations with and my you wife. Say he's a snack. Conversations with my wife is kind of about like his, you know, how he feels about his wife, which I think is cool. And then JT is a song where he manages to work um, John Travolta into a lyric. And I like that song too. I feel like um, this one's a little peppier, so I like it for a different reason. I like Conversations with My Wife. But I say all this to say John Bellion has new music. He has an album coming out. I don't know when. It's called Glau. I'm sorry, Glau. Glory Sound Prep, which I don't know what the origin of that is, but it's called Glory Sound Prep. It's coming out soon. I can't wait. Jay could not care less. I couldn't. But he's still, but he's still going to come to the show with me. So John Bellingham is boring. Okay, that's not his name. Not something I'm here for. I mean, I'll go to the show because I'm your bae. But you over there looking at you will you will come to the show and my chin. Don't forget about Mm -hmm. my chin and your chin. Well, um. I discovered a new artist this past week that I wanted to share. His name is Quay. That's how we say it, right? Quay? It feels like that's how I have no idea. K-W-A-Y-E. Um, the EP that just came out is called Love and Affection. Um, it is... If you like Sam Smith, you'll like this. It feels a little bit more R&B <clears throat> leaning than... Like, more soul rather than Sam Smith. Um, like, his tone of voice. But which is weird because I feel like white people, but who oh, has soul? Sam Smith has so much soul. Well, <laughs> this guy has a little bit more girth to his voice. Oh, oh my! Is that the word, that the word I'm looking okay. for? Okay, <laughs> I mean no, but okay. And then when I was <laughs> then when I was reading about him, he was discovered by his Lyft driver. Lyft driver, where he had told him it was a singer, played his demo, and then the Lyft driver um, was like, oh. I used to do A and R for a record label. I know someone. I'll pass like whoever would have thought. See, bitch, that's a lesson right there. You don't know who you meet and when you gonna meet them. Now that's, tell I'm bitch, about to start talking to all my Uber and Lyft drivers and tell them you got a podcast, bitch. Okay. You don't have a podcast. That's a, hi, I'm correct. Hi, I'm Ray. And you don't have um, a podcast. I have a podcast. <laughs> it's really funny. You should look into it. Give me your phone. I'll subscribe. Yes. Uh huh. I'll tell you where you can follow bitch, us. You won't do that. 
but yeah, listen to it. He's young. Um, the song that I like was Straight Lines and Made For It. But I would say stream it. Support new artists. We need new artists. That's that's how our, the industry changes. Are you going to tell us about it, though? I said. What did you say? What do you want me to tell about the actual music, I said it leans R and B. No, 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 no. Like named like songs or whatever. Straight lines and made for it were the two songs oh, I said. So I you liked. said that. That's I, that's why I'm asking. Lord Jesus, you don't listen. I'm going to know. It's fine. All right. Well, apparently that's <laughs> that's the key to a successful relationship, guys. Ray and I yes, have been together to go for in 12. and out. The key to a successful Ray relationship. Ray and I have been together for twelve years, and you would think it was twelve minutes because he's ignored me for eleven. <laughs> that's a fucking lie. Okay. Now next segment. <laughs> what had happened? I know we go from all this light to darkness. So I really don't want. I don't so, want to go into all of them. Yeah, I like me either. Cry. I don't want to harp on this too much, but um, obviously, um, you know, we've all, well, maybe not all of us, but most of us have seen in the news that they actually have um, arrested a, sub- a suspect um, who some are referring to as the MAGA bomber. I know I said I wasn't going to say MAGA anymore. Um, the Red Hat bomber. I'll call them the, the Red Hat bomber. For sending 14 explosives to... Um, for lack of a better term, enemies of President Trump, including the Obamas, the Clintons, and the news network CNN. So it turns out that the the actual suspect is Native American Trump supporter Cesar Soyak, 56, and they caught him via DNA and phone records because he had actually previously made threats to judges so it's that's kind of an interesting um part of the story where it's like if he hadn't actually already been in the system because he's kind of a whack job then who knows how long would have taken them to track him down because i think it took like i don't even know how many years to find like a unabomber so like you know tracking people down if they are really careful when they're making bombs and sending them to people is not quite as easy as it you know you may think or it may seem um so luckily he made some critical errors which resulted in him being caught um but the crazy thing is that again he's native american but he considers himself to be a white supremacist let that sink in he dislikes gays Mm -hmm. african-americans jews and anybody who isn't white and this is coming directly from someone who used to work who used to be his manager manager. so he used to work um for this particular um woman who um her name is deborah something garagian there's always a deborah (laughs) yes a white lady guys yes it's a white lady (laughs) but this just goes to show you that when you look at him he's passable right we'll use those in air quotes no i believe that yeah yeah so he's passable especially with his hair slicked back and not like so it goes back into that privilege thing and uh, you know he has not have to not had to live his life presented as a native american so he can fall into these here is what I am because that's how he presents. Yeah, here's the group that I um, align with. The crazy thing is, is like they're still finding bombs. Like, yeah, well, about fourteen, crazy. I think, was the the yeah, last and number. That's what's scary. And that's what they were worried about was, you know, how many of these are, are we going to find? And another thing about this story that you don't, I, I don't know if people necessarily hear a lot about is that. So first of all, he lived in a van. 
and you may or may not have seen pictures of this van or a video of this van that is literally covered in like Trump, MAGA, right wing, anti everything, nut job, anti left or anti like democratic, like pictures of them, right? Like pictures of like um, uh, Hillary Clinton with like a scope target on her face. You know what I mean? Like this kind of like extremist shit. But he lives in this van, so a lot of the questions that you know. Or some of the questions that I've heard in the media and um, apparently questions that law enforcement will be asking him. He's not cooperating so far, by the way. Will really center around... They didn't do what Scandal did. Put him down in the chamber and let somebody karate chop him in balls. (laughs) So you think he should be tortured? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, we'll take that offline. We'll talk about torture later. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm just saying, we don't want to know how many bombs are out there. Yeah, but I, no. (laughs) Well, I mean, we have to be, we have to be consistent. Okay, that's a fucking TV show. So, Shonda Rhimes wrote it. (laughs) So, we don't advocate torture, just in case anyone was wondering. Mm, Okay. (laughs) They'll find these things out the right way. Um, But, uh, yeah. But the questions that, um, you know, one of the main questions that a lot of people are having for this crazy individual is, was it just you? Did you have an accomplice? Where did you make these bombs? Because the idea that he made these bombs in his conversion van, it just kind of, you know, it's like, uh, that's a little far-fetched. So the worry is that he there are other people out there who were helping him. Sure. And, you know, obviously the the goal will be to find out who was helping him. And, of, of course, the fucking, you know, this, um, you know, child president that we have in office right now. Kanye West best friend. You know, he wants to say, oh, no, you know, he he was one of my supporters. But no, no, it didn't have it doesn't have anything to do with me. And he goes out like, you know, right after they caught him and he. He says um, Maxine Waters' name at the rally that he was at. And he says, oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. You know, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But you know, these fucking dog whistles at the, you know. <sighs> I'm so over him. Who, Trump? Yes. <laughs> November 6th. Yes. One week. I just have to Six say days. that this if bomber is scary because I feel like, like you said, who knows if he had other people. And then like. Also, like, I mean, I'm just picturing, like, living in a van. Like, that's a lifestyle. So how are you living in a van and also making bombs in the van? Like, exactly. where do you do that? Do you have, like, what's happening? That's the question. Um, where did you make like, these bombs? Who helped you do this? Yeah. And apparently he doesn't think he did anything wrong because apparently he's telling um, law enforcement, like, oh, well, you know, they weren't built to, to explode, so it's fine. No one was. It wasn't meant to hurt anyone. Then what was it? Exactly. What was it, dear? Exactly. So this wasn't the only thing that happened this past weekend. Like there also was the the horrible, um, I guess you would say, attack in Pittsburgh, and shooting the, the shooting. Yeah. And then on top of that, there was what was the other thing? The Kroger shooting um, that happened in Kentucky. So I, it's there's just so much going on that. It, the like the the root cause of what's happening is what I believe this um, environment or country that Trump is building, where it's okay to be a certain way and say certain things and do certain things and feel a certain way that is not okay. And that's what I was gonna say before I kind of got exasperated a couple of minutes Ooh, ago. I know I had to help you through a bit <laughs> because I have so many thoughts and feelings about the climate in America right now. And I think that one thing that we all can agree on, whether we are 
Democrats or whether we are Republicans or whether we consider ourselves to be moderates or whatever your affiliation is, just kind of as human right beings. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Exactly. And it's not and only guess what? that. We are more alike than we are different. But taking that even a step further beyond right, right being right and wrong being wrong, the fact that we have someone in office in the United States of America who doesn't give a shit about what's right and what's wrong, who only cares about winning and only cares about furthering his own agenda. This man puts his agenda and the agenda of his family above the country as a whole. He is not governing as the president of the United States. He's governing as the president of Donald J. Trump and the Trump family and corporation. So if you don't vote on November 6th, you basically are voting for him. Exactly. And you and I mean win. I mean my thing it's it's just it's so scary to me because this is really how um dictators and fascists come into power because they slowly and I've said this in previous episodes and I will continue to say it they slowly chip away at the norms that a society has already set into place and not all norms are great we can have that debate we can agree that not all norms are great you know 50 years ago being gay was not a norm it still probably isn't really considered to be a norm but it's more accepted now than it was before but the idea of anti-semitism the idea of racism the idea of in- these ideas of intolerance you better tell them these are not acceptable and for us to allow this idiot demagogue fucking child man child to set us back 50 plus years in Two years is absolutely crazy to me. If you have if you have a friend, text them right now and ask them what they're doing on Tuesday, November sixth, and ask if they will go vote with you because we need we need to vote. When we have someone who is a white woman who has a platform who comes on TV and says, "Well, you know what? I never thought that blackface was really all that bad." You always trying to bring things full circle. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? But it all that comes right back to the fish stinks from the head. And you know what? Donald J. Trump is ahead right now. And I think that we need to make sure that we are doing what we can Mm -hmm. to make sure that this country's on the right track. Because right now, we're not. Well, that's what had happened once. Oh, but wait. No, no, no. No, we can't forget the one thing that we really were supposed to talk about, which was the Kroger shooting, which happened in Kentucky. I brought that up. Well, we brought it up, but you know, we got off into, or I got off into a Trump tangent. Mm-hmm. Big surprise. Um, but um, there was that shooting of a two, um, two black um, people who were at, both in their 60s, they both were grandparents. They were shot in a Kroger supermarket in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and there's been some chatter, especially in the black community, as to why this is not getting anywhere near the traction in the news media that the synagogue shooting is getting. Synagogue shooting happened in Pittsburgh. These both happened, um, you know, within a couple of days or a few days of each other. Um, and one crazy thing that I found out is that the state prosecutor in the case in the Kroger shooting said that um, they are having trouble or, or they're not wanting to call it a hate crime 
Um, which is crazy to me because all the media outlets are reporting mm-hmm. that this nut That's job that this nut job actually tried to get into a black church before he got to the Kroger and shot the two black people that he saw in the Kroger. So uh, why wouldn't that be a hate crime? Um, but I think that you know one of the reasons why there's a couple reasons. There's the one reason that it's not getting attraction is because the number of people, the number of fatalities was lower. Yes. Um, and then they're also, as I just stated, they're not calling this a hate crime, whereas we we know that the other shooting in the synagogue was, was a hate crime. Um, but it's just interesting because it brings up this debate of are there certain lives in the U.S. that are worth more than others? Mm. And I think that's a conversation that we probably could have on another episode. But we want to acknowledge the fact that these two um, grandparents, happen. these two black grandparents were killed in Louisville, Kentucky. And it, it doesn't seem, I don't even want to say fair, but it doesn't seem right mm-hmm. that their the loss of those two lives will be glossed over because a few days later 11 people are killed in a synagogue we should be talking about all of these things together Mm -hmm. because again this perpetuates this idea that the climate the current climate in the united states of america is one um of intolerance and where you literally could be hurt or killed just for being who you are okay so is that the completion of what had happened was? That's the completion of what had happened Okay, was. so that, my friends, is the actual completion of what had happened I hope was. you're not already to, um, like, take as, antidepressants. As we proceed to give you what you need, we are going to give you a happy ending. Um, mine is short and sweet and to the point. Uh, who are you um, giving a happy ending? <laughs> go on, go on. I'm sorry. You know what? I mean, I'm trying to lighten the mood, just like you are. All right, so my quote is, expectations are the mother of disappointment. Mm. Let that sink in. We are. Do you hear that? Did you hear it? Oh, I heard it. So it's important to let that sink in because if you have this expectation of what something should be or shouldn't be or will be or can't be or um, are gonna be, you are sending you off for dis- you're setting yourself up for disappointment. It's important to not build this life in your head that doesn't exist. So. That was actually a quote from Will Smith on the second episode of Table Talk. Nice. All right. I like that. I like that. So mine is from um, the doctor, Martin Luther King. Okay. Don't forget the junior. (laughs) And it goes a little something like like this. this. (laughs) In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. So why I think this is a really powerful quote is because I think that, um, you know, when I I think I've often said in the quotes that I've um, offered up on this pod that, you know, I could even do better with some of these things, these things that I'm bringing forward. And it's not just really for you out there. It's really for me too to live by some of these these quotes that, um, you know, I've I've unearthed. Um, But. I think that we're living in a time where being an advocate is so important and that you don't want to be that person who just 
laughs at that joke that was inappropriate or looks the other way when you realize that there are people, you know, in your friend group or people that you know who, you know, are going to be adversely affected by something that someone's saying or they're doing. So I think that is so important and more important than ever right now for us all to really come to grips with, uh, you know, how we can be allies and advocates for people who don't have a seat at whatever table is that we're sitting at. To your privilege. Because if you're not saying anything, if you're not voting, if you're not taking action, then quite frankly, you really are a part of the problem. Mm, your happy ending is not very happy. Well, all right. Um, thank you it's for that. It's a call that. to action. Okay? Thank you for that. And as we leave, we want to say thank you for listening. Um, thank you for new people um, yes. joining us. If you're be not sure scared off now with all this doom um, and gloom. Okay? Be sure to subscribe and send us a review. Slide through our DMs. Um, and then all to the people that are returning, welcome back. Um, grab a plate and don't be late. Oh, um, God. That is the new thing, bitch. Okay, that but was also, last before week. we leave, I want to say that we were featured on this week's episode of Deadbeat Film Society with Emily and Kevin. Yeah. Uh, I made sure that <laughs> Not wasn't... Matt, but yes. Matt too. Matt too. Matt is their producer. <laughs> um, so we're featured on their episode. It's episode, their 50th episode. And is we it live? Were... It's live. Oh, um, I need to listen to it. And it, it, we reviewed and had conversations around the movie Moonlight. So be sure to um, follow the link in our profile of our Instagram yes. or on our Facebook. We love that crew over there. Yeah, you'll love there it. There are some really deep conversations. Yes. Um, there's lots of bitches. Not as much as our episodes, yeah. but definitely some bitches. Never as much um, as ours. But also, uh, I want to say, leave a review, follow us on social, uh, any sort of social media. Uh, also, make sure you send a review on iTunes. And also, if you don't have iTunes, we don't judge. We, we love Androids as well. Be sure that you find us on SoundCloud. Yes. And yeah. we are on um, Spotify, but on Spotify for playlists. So yes. he said, he said, pod on Spotify. I keep promising I'm going to update those playlists. I'm going to do that tonight. That is a part of my homework. Bitch, you going to bed. Is to go home and to update the playlist, like with all the shit that we've been talking about for like the past like two months. Um, so follow us on there and yeah. on Twitter at he said, he said, pod. Yes, and thank you for listening. It was such yes. a great week. Yes, sorry that, yes. Sorry that Ray's um, happy ending was a sad ending. Uh, they're not all like you actual first. happy ending. It's fine. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>